Welcome back to the Troop Leader Experience podcast. I'm back with another interview this week. I told you guys I had a lot of good interviews coming. So here we are with another interview. But I've just met my guest just like three minutes ago. So I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Please tell us who are you? Where are you from? You know, what council and how are you currently involved in Girl Scouts? Hi, my name is Kelly Rodriguez. I am from the Girl Scouts of the Jersey Shore in New Jersey. Um, I am a troop leader to a third grade brownie troop. I had to think about that for a second. Um, I also am a Shore Pines delegate for my council. I'm on the recruitment committee. I'm on the awards committee. I'm on probably every committee that they could possibly somehow get me involved into, I'm pretty much the go-to when they need someone to say yes, they run to me. I love that. First, tell me about your troop. So you told us the level, how large is your troop and um, are is it all one level? Yeah, so we're a single level troop. I have eight girls. Um, we started last year, February as our own troop. My daughter has been involved since she was in kindergarten and when we had first started, we were super interested in Girl Scouts. We absolutely loved it, loved everything we were doing. Um, she was super involved in her troop. And then we started to become involved in council activities and earning more badges and all this kind of stuff. And she just could not get enough of it. And the troop that we were in at the time was much more low key than what we were looking for. So me and my now co-leader, decided to kind of break off on our own and in February of last year we started our own troop about like a month later we had a girl register to our troop so we had three girls by the end of last year this beginning of I want to say August or September we held a recruitment event and we ended up with five new girls um and now this year we've had our eight girls we hold one meeting a month um, but somehow in that one meeting a month, we have almost filled up one of our girls' vests completely between the one meeting a month and all of the extra activities we do. We we are so ridiculously involved with the community, and we have found amazing people that have helped us earn all these outdoor badges and robotics badges and um art badges and stuff and all of these things for free it's just it's pretty amazing like what is out there in the community for these girls I have so many questions one of which is starting in February sounds really hard when is your cookie season <laughs> so it actually starts in February um we had actually decided to make the jump just before cookie season had started uh which it was a little rough on all ends because we were so close with the troop leader there and our two girls, and I don't mean to say this in a way like that boosts us, but our two girls were the top cookie sellers in the troop. So we went from being the top cookie sellers in that troop to being the only two cookie sellers in our troop. Um, and even still this year, holding pretty strong to that, the top two cookie sellers in our troop. Um, so we we pretty much jumped out and jumped into a cookie season. Luckily, I was the cookie mom for the past three years, so I kind of knew what I was doing. And oh, that makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I kind of knew what I was getting into at that time. I did not expect what it would be with eight girls. Now though, this is a whole different world. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cookie season is always an adventure, especially the past few years. Let me ask about the all these committees that you're on. How do you even find out about opportunities like that? Um, so it actually started with an email, I want to say last year that I received that was like, hey, we're looking for delegates in your area. And I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. You know, I want to be involved. I don't know how to get involved. And that was just like my shoe in. So I responded back and I applied for a delegate position. And then I I asked everybody I knew to vote for me to be a delegate. And they're all like, what are you talking about? What is this? And I'm like, I have no idea. Absolutely none. I just know I want to be involved. So this is my way of getting in. So I became a delegate. And from there, I met all sorts of crazy people, including the CEO of Girl Scouts of the Jersey Shore, which was a surreal experience for me. Um, and then in turn, a surreal experience for my daughter. She's like blown away when she meets this lady. Um, but from there on, I just kind of became more involved. I ended up going to our uh, our monthly leader meeting, which at the time I wasn't a leader. So I went to the monthly leader meeting. And then from there, I I guess I made like close connections with our service unit manager through council. And she learned very quickly that I would be the one to turn to if we needed anything. And then now anytime I got emails from then on, it was like, you know, we're looking for help with this. We're looking for help with that. And I was always like, yeah, you know what? I want to do that. That's great. Fantastic. Sign me up, whatever it is. Um, And from there, I started doing recruitment, which got me involved with almost every recruiting option that we had. I mean, me and my daughter have stood at the fairs in the area and the back to school nights and she gets to show off her vest. So it's great for her. And I get to tell everybody how wonderful Girl Scouts is. So it's great for me. Yeah. What do you think are some of, with your experience with recruitment, what are some of the kind of highest impact recruitment efforts you've gotten to be a part of? And what are the lowest impact? Like what has the best results and what has the least return? (laughs) Oh, that's tough. Um, I would definitely say the best results are when I do like in-town recruiting. Um, as much as like I know a lot of the people in our area, when I go to like the fairs and stuff, there's people even from like out of town and out of state that are coming and they're like, you know, I'm not from around this area. I How can you help me? And I'm like, well, you could still, you know, find out about Girl Scouts in your area. Here's the information for GSUSA but it obviously doesn't give as much turnaround as doing like a local school that I'm like, you know, I know your kids, we go to, you know, our kids go to the same school. I know exactly who you would be involved in. The only problem then is how many volunteers in the area and how many troops in the area. Yeah. I I feel like my experience with recruitment personally tends to all be pretty school oriented and that's gotten a lot more difficult and a lot more complicated in say the last 10 years as our access to schools has really decreased access to be able to flyer access to be able to attend events so we tend to i don't know so much um since the pandemic but in the past few years before that we could do a lot of back to school nights and like meet the teacher type of nights but that was pretty much it and and so I'm curious about that because yes I agree with you I think there's always been a really easy relationship with Girl Scouts and going through the schools but as we have less access to 
schools, I'm, I'm curious about what we can do to like kind of overcome that extra recruitment challenge, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, we personally have done like, um, we've done all the fairs in our area. We did the uh, national night out pretty much in all of the towns surrounding us. We had at least one person at each of them. I had even uh, recruited my co-leader to do our national night out with me. So it wasn't just me standing at the table saying, hey, come talk to me. Um, we've done, what else did we do? We have like an all about fun kind of, I guess it's like a Facebook group that does like um, different fairs and community th- community events and things. And we're at those a lot um, where it's just drawing people in. So it's a lot of local businesses where it's like um, fun places for kids to be at, like bounce house places and stuff like that. And like laser tag and sky zone and stuff. So it's, it's an intention grabber and it gets them in there and it's usually at like a local mall or something. So then Girl Scouts can be there and can gather those people and really take advantage of the fact that, hey, there's people here, we can maybe get their attention. Um, so we do a lot of those and uh, we're trying to do like some of like the Daisy launch programs, which is is really deeming tough for like the preschoolers to try to get them involved um, I know they're like trying to host them all around our area, but it's really not kicking off as much as they want to, but it's definitely a really cool idea. It's like unicorns and rainbows and all the fun stuff for like preschoolers. Um, it's just getting them there is really like what it seems to be the biggest problem is time. Time is the biggest factor that people are having issues with. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could totally agree with that. And I think we could probably have an entire conversation just about recruitment, but let's get back to the fun stuff. Let's rewind. Were you a Girl Scout when you were growing up? Yeah, actually. Um, it's funny. I, every so often when I'm talking to like some of my moms and stuff, I'm trying to place exactly how long I was a Girl Scout for. I know I was from Daisy year to at least junior year. I have a picture of my best friend in her junior vest and we were going to Baltimore Aquarium and it was probably the coolest trip ever but I know with my Girl Scout troop when I actually moved to the town I'm in now I went to Niagara Falls with them so I definitely was like on the higher end of years but I know going into high school I was not a Girl Scout so trying to like place it for me is really odd but I definitely was a Girl Scout and I did enjoy it when I was younger. That's so funny. What are some of your favorite memories from your girl years? Um, I think most of the time it was like the trips that we took. It was uh, going to like Baltimore Aquarium. I know we went to like medieval times at some point, which was really cool. And it was just like the experiences I got to have with other people my age. And I had moved a lot when I was younger. So being able to join this like community immediately when I moved somewhere and kind of automatically have this like set of friends was like the best thing ever for me. You know, I went from town to town and instead of like having to make friends, you know, just kind of walking through the halls, I actually was able just to kind of go in and be like, Hey, I'm a Girl Scout too. Let's be friends. Yeah. So you kind of shared a little bit of this, I guess, about starting your own troop, but what made you decide then to get involved as an adult volunteer? Um, so when we had first started Girl Scouts with my daughter, I really just enjoyed the community of everything. And all I wanted was just to make it like a better experience for her. 
I didn't expect going into it how much I personally would get out of it. So when I first started volunteering and doing all these committees committees and everything, I didn't expect to really like fill my own cup doing this. I thought, you know, I was helping her, I was helping make it a better experience for her. It was something we could do together. And then now realizing like all of these amazing women that I get to spend this time with and all these amazing people that I get to know through it and all of this like fulfilling experiences that I get out of it it's I can't imagine not being an adult volunteer so it started as you know something that I could do with her and then it turned out something to do for me I know this is this is a weird question but I think it all the time because I don't have my own girl in the troop I have a stepdaughter who is 23 so she is definitely not in any of my she hasn't been in my troops but I always wonder as you, as this becomes your community and it becomes part of your identity and you're having these experiences and whatnot too, if your daughter decided she didn't want to continue, would you keep going? Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's kind of been something like on my mind because now as they're getting older, we're like, you know, how long are they actually going to be involved in this? But because it's become such a big part of my life and like there are things that I just tell her like oh no this is just for me like I have to do this zoom I have to do something um it's definitely something that I will continue moving forward whether it means like running a troop or just volunteering in other ways whatever I can do to still be involved it's definitely going to be a part of my life for as long as I hope it will be (laughs) I love that so much and I guess it's such a hard question because you know, as parents, we have so much to juggle and we have so much we're responsible for and just so many moving parts in our lives that obviously like you have a lot of other priorities and it's hard to know like what would your life look like if it was different. So I know that's a weird question, but it's always in the back of my head. Anyway, hopefully your daughter wants to say it as long as you do. Absolutely, I can hope so. (laughs) Yeah. So what is one of your proudest moments as a volunteer? Oh, that actually would have to be a newer moment for me. Um, One of my girls has ADHD, and that is not something that I've ever had to deal with in my entire life. And I remember coming home from a meeting, and I just felt defeated. I felt like I had wronged her. Like, I don't know, she just wasn't completely understanding. We were doing like a budgeting meeting, which had to be honestly, the most boring meeting in the world for these girls, but it was so important to learn where their cookie money was going. And it was like one of their first meetings and it wasn't what they were expecting. And she just was not understanding what to do with the computer. And it was getting late for her and she was just melting down. And I just felt awful. And ever since that moment, I don't know what happened, but I guess because I had felt defeated and like I defeated her she realized that like, I don't know, maybe that (laughs) I was really actually trying to understand her and to, to help her and everything. And now moving forward, her and I have the most amazing connection. I am actually allergic to peanuts. So her and her family have always bought us something for like the holidays. So Valentine's Day came around and her mom had picked up a little heart full of like candies and stuff and it was like Reese's or whatever and she had actually told her like no Miss Kelly can't have that she can she can't have nuts and then she was talking about her birthday party and she's like my cake cannot have nuts so Miss Kelly can have a piece 
and just making this connection with this one girl. And granted, like I have eight girls and every single one of them is special to me. And I love every single one of them. But being able to make this connection with her after feeling so defeated and like I couldn't do anything right in her mind was the most amazing moment for me. And moving forward, her and I have not skipped a beat with anything. It's always right on top of each other. We know exactly what to do next and how to definitely make sure that doesn't happen again. I love that. And I think it's so interesting, like reflecting on my own experience, how there was a particular girl who I would say was the first girl I got really close to in my troop. And I thought that this sounds kind of weird, that it was always going to be the two of us. Like I thought I was always going to be close to her. And it's funny how over the years as the girls needs evolved and the different situations changed and whatnot, like I ended up establishing that connection with different girls over time, you know, just depending on who needed what, when, and who was attending things and what the circumstances were to your point of like, that caused that bonding and it's really interesting to then be able to reflect back and think like there were actually several girls I ended up getting really really close to and what a cool thing obviously for them to have this extra adult in their life that they can trust and rely on and feel close to and love but also that we get that opportunity to just love kids I don't know a cheesy cheesy moment but that it's just really just really wonderful absolutely yeah so what's one of the coolest adventures or experiences you've gotten to do with your troop oh that's a good one um oh that's a tough one (laughs) I feel like so far our coolest thing has been going to a robotics lab to earn our robotics badges um we actually found a free one in a local library and the girls got to go there and they got to code these robots and they got to play with these 3d pens and it was just really cool like watching them all do something that they normally would not get a chance to do and then also um we did a coding badge online through a zoom with a council in florida and two of our girls did it mine and my co-leader's daughter um and watching my daughter physically code on an app was the coolest thing ever i'm like this is not something i could ever teach her like i know my limits but being able to like see these things done with these girls at such a young age is just so cool watching them understand it and grasp it and do things that they never thought would be possible it's just too cool it's too cool that's very cool and yeah they're exploring a whole level of the world that when we were their age we couldn't even conceptualize you know it is really really wild to see that kind of innovation with just the world around us and technology and um getting to explore the world kind of through their eyes through girl scouts is really neat yeah, absolutely. What's one of your craziest or silliest memories with your troop? Oh, uh, that would probably have to be we did um the making games badge and it was when we just had the three girls, so it was last year and we were trying to come up with a relay race 
And my biggest thing to them is I will always do it with you. So if you guys feel like you're going to look silly, if you guys feel like you're going to look weird, whatever, I'll do it with you. I don't care. Like I'll be the first one to step up and do it, whatever it is. So they made up this really silly Rayleigh race and they had to then race against me for doing it. And it was just a really funny experience. And there's my co-leader like just watching us do it. And she's just hysterical taking these videos of us all running around doing these crazy, silly things. And it was just a lot of fun. And the girls just had a blast doing it. And I just remember, like, looking back on it, it was just one of the most fun things that we did. And it was just so rewarding to, like, have done it ourselves. So we talk all the time about all of the benefits of Girl Scouting and how it the opportunities really help girls to grow. But what we don't talk about enough is that adults get all the same benefits, which you alluded to earlier. So what is one way you've been impacted or changed through your experience of volunteering for Girl Scouts? So volunteering through Girl Scouts has taught me to ask for what I want or need more often. So going into this experience, I didn't realize how much I needed this community behind me to have these people to turn to, to have this group of friends that like, I can, you know, turn to at the drop of a dime and say, Hey, you know, I I need this thing done, or I'm really not feeling like myself today. You know, can we get together and have coffee or something? And they're all, everybody's up for it. Everybody's so gung ho. And it's just a really great group of people. And you don't always think to ask for those types of things. And going into this, I've met some pretty amazing people that just, they just go head first and they, they take whatever they want and they ask for whatever they want. And I never was that type of person. I never asked for what I wanted. And I didn't realize like going into this, how much I wanted my own troop, how much I wanted to volunteer. And after doing it now, it's one of the most rewarding experiences I've ever had. So powerful. What has been one of your biggest challenges as a troop leader or in any of your roles, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a tough one. Honestly, it's more like the, like actually getting everything I want down on paper, getting like the meetings rolling and stuff, because as it is, we're still like very new to all of this. So for us, it's still like finding the meeting framework that actually works for us. We try to like keep it extremely girl led to the point where we're constantly voting on like what they want to do, whether it's, you know, as something as simple as like a council activity or it's how we want the meetings to run and what badges do you want to do? And then what badges do you want to do leads to us actually having to run badges that we really have no clue what we're doing. So it, it's it's more challenging trying to get all of that worked out in a way that still keeps the girls interested and keeps the girls motivated, but still keeps us moving along and doing things. It's it's definitely a work in progress still. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. And I feel like that's really relatable. And um, thank you for your honesty and like vulnerable share I guess to some extent there but yeah and what is one of your favorite or one of your go-to resources that you use to help you run your troop I definitely use the volunteer toolkit through GSUSA a lot um but we also use a lot of like the Facebook group so like any 
uh, right now we're in like a brownie leader Facebook group and we're in like Girl Scout leader Facebook groups. And honestly, me and my co-leader are constantly going back and forth, tagging each other. We're, we're gathering information from other people. We're sharing information with other people. I mean, this, like, it's such a huge community to be in. Even when you go into it, you don't expect it to be like this until you like start reaching out and getting the information. I mean, such as something like your podcast, I would not have known about this had I not have done any sort of research. And it's just going out and really searching for it. And there's so many people that are so willing to help and talk to everybody and do everything. Well, I'm so glad you found the podcast (laughs) and all the other support resources that you found. And I agree. I think like Facebook groups have been a big thing for me. And it's funny because I feel like Facebook is kind of in a lot of respects, people are turning away from Facebook or like the demographic on Facebook is supposed to be less engaged. But for things like this, it really feels like it's... (laughs) like the best place to get this information right now so it's just interesting but what advice do you have for new troop leaders I would just say just to trust your heart and just go with it go with the flow take what the girls want and run with it because really in the end it's their troop you're the one who's just kind of you're managing it for them. You're you're the one who's kind of helping things go in the right direction. But in the end, it's it's them who decide. It's it's them who really gets the takeaway on it. I mean, as much as we get from it, they're the ones who are actually deciding the way that things are running. So you really need to to listen to your girls. That's the most important part. I love that. And what advice would you give someone who's considering volunteering for Girl Scouts? absolutely do it 100% don't even second guess it it is the most rewarding and amazing experience I have ever been a part of and I can't remember what it was like to not be a part of such an amazing amazing community I love that thank you so much for your time and for coming on here and sharing some of your stories and your advice and it's been really really nice to meet you and also thank you for what you do for the girls in your area and also for the Girl Scout community in your area with all of the service you do across all the different committees and being a delegate and getting involved extra because being A troop volunteer is already such a huge commitment that nobody, (laughs) nobody really has time for. You make time for it. And to take on those extra steps and those extra roles really makes the program possible to be what it is and to grow even further beyond what it is. So it's because of people like you that that is possible. And I just want to take a moment to say Thank you so much for all of that. And of course, thank you for your time on the podcast today. Well, thank you for everything you do.